The first step is always avoid the stuff that depletes you on a daily basis or that causes harm or causes health in the first place. Like I call it the core for sickness and you probably know it's gluten containing grains, all the processed foods, sugar, obviously, as every dentist would say, refined vegetable oils. And I also say conventional dairy. Welcome to Heal Thyself. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your time, your attention, your focus, your energy, your gratitude, everything. Listen, I'm very, very excited about this show. We've been talking about hormones lately, and I really want to bring it to the surface because from the physical standpoint, it's causing so many issues for men and women alike. But today's show, on this Knowledge Bomb, we're going to talk about PMS. So many, statistically speaking, so many women out there suffer with PMS, and we got to get to the bottom of it. So I'm going to tell you some things that maybe you ain't heard yet. The doctor might not have told you yet. You might not have read it on a blog. But really, the way that I approach it when I was in practice to really empower you all to make decisions on how to treat your PMS, this is not a way of life, and it's certainly not something that you need to get used to waiting for it to happen every month for the rest of your life. So we're going to break that, or at least we're going to bring awareness around it so we can start that process for you. Also, super awesome guest, Dr. Dominic Nischwitz. He is amazing. This is a biological dentist. Now look, you notice I had a lot of dentists on this show. I love dental school. I love oral health. I love dentists. I don't like going to the dentist, but I love dentists. I love what they're talking about, especially on a functional biological level. But what we did with Dr. Dom is switched it up a little bit. We never really talked about wisdom teeth. Almost every person listening to this has had that surgery. So then every person listening to this really has to listen to this interview because he talks about what happens when we remove the wisdom teeth and that pocket that is there can be causing so many issues for all of us. So we're going to find out what it's causing, what's happening, what's the mechanism behind it, and what is the solution to it. Really, really interesting stuff I can't wait to get into. So before I get into this Knowledge Bomb segment, let me just say a few words from our favorite ELS Health sponsors. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products, GHKCU, and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alitura Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. 
That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trophalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. All right, it's that time of the month. And just like every month, the symptoms are showing up. The insatiable cravings, Right, your partner, people around you start to notice you're getting moody. Your energy is down in the dumps. You may feel depressed. Maybe your breasts start hurting. You may have PMS, right? You may have been diagnosed with PMS. But PMS, according to the prestigious Mayo Clinic, what do they say about it? It has a wide variety of signs and symptoms. Some of them I just mentioned above. And it's estimated that as many as three out of every four women who are menstruating have some form of PMS. And sometimes, it can get really bad, and 5% are suffering from something called severe premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Some of you might have heard of it. It's called PMDD. But regardless, this is when the body's out of balance and we need to really bring to the attention, what is it, what can we do? Now, the signs and symptoms of PMS can occur even 10 days before a period, but they usually happen in a predictable pattern, right? At this point, you all have it jotted down. You know what's gonna happen every single month. You know it's probably gonna be a three out of 10, four out of 10, maybe a 10 out of 10, and you prepare your body and your mind. But what are some of the common emotional behavioral signs and symptoms that we see with PMS? Well, some of the mental ones, tension or anxiety, depression, right? Crying spells, mood swings, irritability or anger, Appetite changes or food cravings very common. Trouble falling asleep, some of you have insomnia. How about withdrawing socially, which I actually don't think is a problem. Poor concentration, changes in libido. What about physically? Joint or muscle pain, headaches, fatigue, fluid retention, you might notice some weight gain. Bloating, very common. Breast tenderness, very common. Acne flare-ups, we see a lot of this, constipation or diarrhea and even intolerance to some foods or alcohol. Vision changes, respiratory changes. So. If you identify with any of these and no one has ever diagnosed you with PMS, you may have PMS, especially if it's happening every single month. 
And if you know you have PMS and these are happening every single month, just wait and listen further because we're gonna get to the bottom of many things. And PMS has become so normalized that we accept it as a regular monthly occurrence and it's just something that you gotta deal with. And we become really good at dealing with it. And I say we because I feel for you women on this, right? Become really good at dealing with this. So what the heck is going on? So I got good news and bad news. Now for me, I like the bad news first. So the bad news is, is medicine doesn't really know what the cause of PMS is and or how to really treat it. The good news is, is that there's naturopathic and functional doctors right now that can help you heal. So we in our medicine believe that PMS is multifaceted. As we expect, yeah, there's hormonal changes. So what are the hormones involved? Estrogen and progesterone, these are the two main ones, right? And I'm gonna go more into detail with this later, so sit on this one. We also see increases in aldosterone or ADH, right? Aldosterone coming from the adrenals and ADH coming from the brain. These are the reasons why we're seeing weight fluctuations, water retention, right? Increased prolactin, hyperprolactinemia, right? A lot of prolactin in the blood. Why? This brain hormone is being pumped out. When the brain hormone is high, it's leading to a drop in estrogen and progesterone. And that drop I'll talk about a little bit later, but this is pushing irregular periods. Hot flashes, even breast tenderness. We're also seeing hypoglycemia. Even when you're not on your period and you have low blood sugar and you're hangry, we know how that feels. Imagine how exacerbated it is right around your period when you have consistent hypoglycemia that's leading to cravings and mood changes. And the last part we have to look at is serotonin deficiency because in some people, PMS got better when they're treated with SSRIs. Now that's not the solution. Really, we have to look at how to support serotonin production and how to keep serotonin in the body. And you can look at eating serotonin-rich foods or eating even more tryptophan, which is the amino acid that is utilized for serotonin, eating more of those rich foods, eating B vitamins around that time of the month, or even taking in a tryptophan supplement. Talk to your doctor, but really we've got to think about how can we support serotonin in our body. And a lot of it's coming from the gut. So if you have gut issues and PMS, sometimes they go hand in hand. So really thinking about how we're supporting the gut and serotonin production. And the last piece I'd love to mention is calcium and magnesium deficiencies. We also see this in a lot of people who have consistent PMS. And this is what's leading to fatigue, the muscle aches, the brain fog, more irritability, and even insomnia. So because PMS is multifaceted, there's many pieces there. You can't just get one drug that's ever gonna help PMS. It needs to happen internally and always holistically. So the way I used to treat PMS is I thought about something called the holistic triangle. Uh, in functional medicine, it's called the oat axis. That's the ovaries, the adrenal, and the thyroid. These organs are so important because they're all communicating and working together. And it's all within the backdrop of reducing inflammation as we're healing and supporting these organs. All these organs play and flow into each other. So when we start with the ovaries, I spoke about balancing estrogen on a recent show. I talked about estrogen dominance. But a lot of those recommendations are also helpful for low estrogen. It really comes down to how you're metabolizing it. So go back to that show. I go over the top 10 things to do and really learn how to metabolize estrogen. I'll tell you why it's important. What happens is right around your period, progesterone drops. And progesterone is your body's natural anti-anxiety chemical. Right? When progesterone is on a healthy level, you feel good. Your mental health is good. A hormone is essential for stabilizing just overall mental. So before your period, though, the hormone dips. And this drop can therefore begin to lead to emotional dysregulation. Now, estrogen and progesterone are always in a ballroom dance, right? They're dancing to a symphony. 
if the space between them or the ratio is too close or too wide, the symphony, the sounds become discordant. And then you have issues. So when progesterone is low compared to estrogen, you begin to see things like early spotting before your period too early. Then you begin to experience more symptoms of PMS, more hot flashes. Your mood changes become more apparent. But also, think about this. Couple that with how many women are suffering with estrogen dominance. And this is back to the show that I just mentioned. The more estrogen dominant you are around your period and the more your progesterone drops, the bigger gap in the ratio and the higher the ratio is. And that's a big problem because you're getting more pronounced PMS symptoms, the more dramatic they look. So go listen a few shows ago to my top 10 ways to balance high estrogen and start putting that into practice because a lot of us, men and women, have high amounts of estrogen. So I talk about all the things to avoid. It's really important to listen because if we put that into practice, especially with high estrogen right around our period, PMS symptoms will naturally start reducing. So then what about the adrenals, the A of oat? Healthy adrenals are so important for healthy periods. One of the number one causes of irregular periods is cortisol. High amounts of cortisol shot out by the adrenal for a long time creates a big problem. Now, on top of that, when you start your period, cortisol is already boosting up and elevating. So imagine if you have chronically high levels, just how dramatic that boost is right around your period. And this is leading to irritability, poor libido, tension all over the body. When you have prolonged amount of stress, it plays into disruption also of those happy chemicals in your body. Dopamine, and remember I just spoke about serotonin. It'll start depleting serotonin, right? So not just that, it also plays a hand in progesterone levels, which I just talked about. So it starts depleting progesterone levels. And imagine if your estrogen is dominant with high amounts of cortisol, you're depleting your serotonin and you're depleting your progesterone. Imagine PMS is becoming more and more dramatic every single month. And the T for the OAT acronym, the OAT axis, is thyroid. The more of a gap of estrogen and progesterone that I just mentioned, the more that there's thyroid dysfunction, the more it's working harder. Remember, I mentioned they all playing together. Cortisol will also affect your thyroid. So now your thyroid is beginning to show dysfunction. Why is this important? Your thyroid is the metabolic heating unit of the body, and it dictates so much. Too much or too little of thyroid hormones dictates how your menses look, right? So if you have light or heavy or regular periods, your thyroid has a big, big hand to play in this. A disease of the thyroid can actually cause amenorrhea where you actually fully lose your period. So with all that said, how do we support these organs? What are my top tips for balancing your PMS symptoms? One of my number one ones, stop drinking caffeine. Cortisol dysfunction is so high for so many of us and if we're relying on caffeine to really get us going, pushing our adrenal hormones, start moving to things of lower caffeine, like green tea, or maybe even mushroom coffee, where you don't have any caffeine, decaffeinated coffee, things that are not really pushing your adrenal, things that are not really pushing your adrenals. You gotta protect your thyroid. When I think about thyroid and thyroid health, I think about a few things, inflammation, infection, blood sugar, stress, and toxins. So when we talk about inflammation, we want to turn down the heat. Remember, the thyroid is the body's internal heating unit. So counterintuitive would be, why would we go in a sauna? Well, it's because it's reducing inflammation. So start getting your body comfortable in discomfort, especially with heat and cold. Cold plunge will increase for temporarily your stress hormones, but it'll cause a depletion in them or a dropping of them 
right after. So a really good way to start reducing inflammation in the body is practicing those things, getting back to nature, right? Grounding, really important. We know this is an anti-inflammatory in the body. Seeing the sun, getting good sleep, all those things that we know that are cheap, that are free, start reducing inflammation. Also, make yourself turmeric and ginger juices. Make a little shot in the morning. Those are amazing spices for reducing systemic inflammation. Green juices, spices like thyme, rosemary, basil. You start utilizing that cabinet that, you know, we spice our food, but really, really start looking at it as medicinal because they're going to help reduce your inflammation. The other part of optimizing your thyroid, infections. So many bugs disrupt thyroid health, so you really want to get tested for it. Epstein-Barr virus is really one of the highest ones that we know. So start protecting your thyroid from infections. Start boosting up your immune system, working on your gut. Get tested and see which ones are subacute or which ones are causing damage in your body. Blood sugar is something that affects your thyroid and really your ovaries and really your adrenals. I'm just talking about thyroid here, but all of these have a hand to play in all these organs. Blood sugar, you want to eat more fiber-rich foods. Maybe drink apple cider vinegar with a little bit of water before meals. Make sure you're walking after meals to help balance your blood sugar. Eat the greens, then the proteins, then the carbohydrates when you're eating your meal. Optimize your gut health. These are all going to be really important for blood sugar. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience a brew that's not only delicious, but it's also health focused. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well being. I'm going to tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health focused principles backed by solid, scientific, research based, rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity, and this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy, boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research 
based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been opened and I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And, I, and not just me, I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle, staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen in the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. Reduce your stress, really important, but not only just mental, for your thyroid, and again, systemically, all of your organs, chemical stress, but when we're looking at the thyroid, chlorine, so this is your water, this is your shower, this is if you're going into a pool all the time, bromine, this is like, bromine, these are artificial foods and colors, like all of like Gatorade, those are brominated, but also flame retardants. Look at in your home where you have things that are flame retardants because that's exposing you to thyroid disrupting chemicals. Fluorine turns into fluoride. You really want to start avoiding that. Start filtering your water to reduce fluoride and other heavy metals. All heavy metals have an affinity for the thyroid. Get your heavy metals checked. Do a uh, provoked urine analysis for heavy metals and see where you're at. And read the book, Thyroid Debacle by Dr. Eric Balkovich. Really, really good book. The other one. Gotta control your stress. If you have PMS and you are stressing, this is all for naught. Every single day of the month, you need to practice something that is reducing your stress, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's Tai Chi, whether it's grounding, whether it's dancing in the middle of a field. I don't care what it is, but make sure you're balancing your stress hormones every single day with a ritual for yourself. Eat mindfully. Stop scarfing down your food. Be with your food. Be calm in your surroundings. Start eating mindfully, feel your food go down. These are all things that are not only assimilating nutrients for all the organs that I'm talking about in a much healthier way, but reducing stress. And also, you'll remember when I went over the signs and symptoms of PMS, one of them is going away from social engagements. Now, and many times, cycles are sacred for people, right? They tell women really how and what their body needs in that time of the month. And the more we push, in this hyper-masculine, hyper-toxic society to go and do and push and execute and accolades. And the less we take those signs, those signals for our body to go inward, the time of your period is a really good opportunity to take time for yourself, to go inward, to say no to social engagements, to be with yourself. It's a gift given where you really, really, really get to go deep, deep, deep inwardly. And you know what, fellas, if you're listening, we don't have a cyclic time marker, but we can do the same thing. Our energy fluctuates throughout the month. It's not all the same, right? Sometimes of the month we feel really good, we can do all the things. Because we don't have periods, fellas, just listen to your body. If you are actually feeling introverted, but you're a really extroverted person, 
then go within. We might not have periods, but it's a gift for us too. And ladies, see if you're really honoring the time for your period. See if you're seeing what your body's giving you and if you're taking advantage of it. Because the more that we push against what our body signals are, the more debilitated we become, the worse PMS gets. And maybe during your period, it's a few days or it's the whole week, but step out of society's push that's pushing you to hustle and take your foot off the gas for a little bit. Go get some help, ask for things, ask for help. Speak what you need and take this time really for yourself because you come first, it's your health. And you can't show up for anyone else if you ain't showing up for yourself. Especially if you're experiencing PMS, the symptoms will continuously debilitate you more and more if you're not honoring what your body's giving you. Also support your adrenals. You can use adaptogenic herbs like ginseng, rhodiola, ashwagandha, astragalus, holy basil, schizandra, amla, vitamin C, one of the basics, but my favorite for adrenal health. Just consider if these are right for you. Talk to your doctor because everyone can use some adrenal support. And I also mentioned magnesium and calcium's role. Start eating magnesium and calcium-rich foods. For magnesium, you can eat things like nuts and seeds, legumes, beans, whole grains, leafy greens, dark chocolate, yum, avocado, tofu, whatever it is. Also supplementing magnesium, right? Glycinate, citrate, threonate, some of my favorites. I wouldn't take oxide. That's really if you're having constipation and it won't really get into your body systemically. But it will help with body aches, mood, sleep, energy. So many of us are deficient in magnesium as it is. And also to go back to the stress relieving technique, think about doing Epsom salt baths, right? Gonna be helpful at getting magnesium into your body, but also adding in that relaxation modality that I mentioned. So killing two birds with one stone is gonna be really helpful for you. So I want you to think about PMS in the way that I'm talking about this. It's not just, hormones, right? It can be serotonin. It can be nutrient like calcium and magnesium, right? It can be, yes, estrogen and progesterone, but think about the body as a whole. It's holistic. We talk about ovaries. We talk about thyroid. We talk about adrenals. And also, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, what is the role of emotionality when it comes to your relationship with your period, right? A lot of women that I've worked with already have a lot of suppressed sexuality. They haven't come into contact with their true womanhood. They've denied their womanhood. Society has denied their womanhood, so naturally they've denied their own. So what is the role of your sexuality? Are you repressing? Are you not stepping into your sexual power and saying, hey, yes, look, I'm a sexual being and I love sex. Do you have a connection with your flow, right? Because it's so important to understand that you're always connected to your body and the part of your body that is dysfunction is actually screaming out for a deeper connection. So yes, we can take all the supplements, we can eat all the good food, you can take all the hormone tests, but that, that is all for naught if you're not connecting deeply to what your reproductive system is telling you. And from the reproductive system is your sexual energy. That is your sexual power. So think about it. Are you denying your sexual self? Or do you consider yourself a sexual being? And if you don't, maybe just stepping into your sexual power can be the main thing that helps you overcome PMS. I really hope that helped you. All the love. I hope you took notes. And I can't wait to get to this interview with Dr. Dom. What a guy, I'm such a fan. The work that he does. If you have teeth, if you have a jaw, this show is gonna be so, so important for you. If you ever had your wisdom teeth out, this is a non-negotiable, you gotta listen to this. Let's get ready to talk to Dr. Dom. All right, everyone, today's special guest, man, you know, deep in my heart is a love for dentistry and oral health. And I got a guy across the ocean, Dr. Dominic Mischwitz, 
And this guy, I've been you know, watching him for years. Actually, I've seen you years ago talking about oral health and biological dentistry. You are a specialist in biological dentistry. And I was, I was so intrigued by, yes, more dentists like this. And you were one of the first OGs talking about this stuff on Instagram and social media and to see you grow and educate people with stuff that is right up my alley and what I love talking to people about too is like, you know, we're two people and their passion just meeting and I'm so excited. My brother, thank you for being on the show, Dr. Dom. Dr. G, thank you ever so much for the introduction and I'm very grateful to be here and share the mission health studs in your mouth with you. Yes, brother. Okay, so listen, right off the bat, I love asking right off the bat questions, some fire ones. If I'm about to have a kid, what are the things I need to do to ensure my child has the best oral health? First of all, you have to take care of yourself as the mom, like basically build yourself up from within so that you have no nutritional deficiencies and because otherwise your baby will deplete you. And the goal should be that you yeah, feed yourself as much of the crucial nutrients as possible to build a healthy baby and actually this will later on develop very great. So it is all about nutrition and lifestyle during pregnancy. Okay, and I know that you're huge on nutrition. Uh, one of your favorite things to talk about. What are some nutrients or what things do we need to look for? What, what do I tell my partner? Or if, if a woman's listening to this, what, is, what does she have to write down or learn more about together? What can we start doing nutrient-wise? The most critical nutrients is basically... First of all, think from macro to micro. It's always, as I say, I, I call it the food design concept or thinking in, mac in nutrients. Basically, all, yeah, from proteins to healthy fats, ongoing to the micronutrients, which is the most critical one, would probably be vitamin D3, vitamin K2, magnesium. I hear you talk a lot about these things. But I'm always thinking from macro to micro. So first of all, it's probably protein. Um, because this is where I see the most deficiencies, like um, essential amino acids would be um, ideal scenario. So I'm just referring a little bit also to the peers in biological dentistry, which is Weston Price. Um, you probably heard of him. This guy is uh, lived hundred years ago, and he was the he was actually um, leading the American Dental Association, and he did a lot of research when it comes to nutrition. Uh, he wrote a good book, Nutrition Physical Degeneration. What he found out was that um, if you eat kind of like our ancestors did with lots of natural whole foods, animal-based most likely, that you will have a great facial development as well as a, a body development. And he realized back then, 100 years ago already, that with all the processed foods, in, foods introduced into the modern society, that this led to crowded teeth, spacing issues, mouth breathing, gingivitis, parentitis, and tooth decay. And this is the same thing nowadays. Like our teenagers, 100 years later, they look the same, like little tiny, let's say, monsters when it comes to facial development. And actually, same holds true for the baby, which is in your womb. So what you should be looking at is how did we naturally evolve? And which nutrients did we get out of our food? And this is what I think called by thinking in nutrients because I have so many patients coming in from everywhere and they have, you know, there are so many mindsets when it comes to nutrition. One wants to be a vegan, the other one wants to be a carnivore. Then we have low carb, high carb, and all, you know all these things, keto, intermittent fasting. And this is why I don't want to change your mindset, but I want you to know as a patient, okay, th those are the nutrients you should look for 
and the easiest is obviously eating animal because it just gives you more bang for your buck and especially obviously in your pregnancy when you need to build another human it's crucial that you feed yourself the right things but i always start one step uh, step earlier i always call it don't lose health in the first place so the first step is always avoid the stuff that depletes you on a daily basis or that causes harm or causes health in the first place like I call it the core for sickness, and you probably know it's gluten-containing grains, all the processed foods, sugar, obviously, as every dentist would say, refined vegetable oils, and I also say conventional dairy, because um, those are basically the foods we eat. All the processed foods, all the convenience foods, all the fast foods are made, especially in Germany, also, I believe also in the US, are made from these foods. And those make the whole problem. And also obviously mm. builds an inferior kid later on. I see. So what, what you're really focusing on is the stuff that we can up and is a lot easier, like you said, from the macro level. Uh, it's yes. interesting because uh, a lot of us are protein deficient, even though we're overfed. We're eating so much food, but we're not getting enough protein. Um, you mentioned, and there's a lot of people who are plant-based. Can, can someone be pregnant and plant-based in your opinion? Yes, it's it's always possible. I just always say plant, just plant-based is not foolproof. You really have to dig deep into how plants, um, basically how to digest plants. I would look into Ayurvedic uh, medicine because those cultures evolved around eating plants because they made the cows um, like sacred and didn't eat from them or animals. So they basically had to make it work with plants. So Things like fermenting, sprouting, all the all the things you do to, to soaking and washing all the all the grains, mm. all the things you need to do or combining and the herbs in order to get the nutrients out of the plants and also to get rid of the plant deficiencies or the pesticides and all the things in the plants. If you know all these things and if you do so, you very well be able to get enough proteins and amino acids and nutrients from the plants. But already telling you this, I know that 80% of people that go plant-based, they have no idea that they basically have to soak their beans and, and their legumes in order to make them eatable or digestible because otherwise they end up having lots of inflammation in their guts because of all the lectins um, not being absorbed. So that's why I mean by not foolproof or a lot of vegans or let's say plant-based people just think whatever unless it's not from animal it's good they would eat a lot of just carbohydrates simple carbohydrates even gluten containing stuff they will eat even stuff that i personally would never touch i call it i would say it's called frankenstein's foods or like stuff like yeah. beyond meat and i don't know the the term for it i would say it's processed plant-based food or fake fake meats that stuff is really nasty and it has nothing to do with a plant-based whole food diet. So there's so much stuff to know in comparison to, let's say, animal-based and stuff that Weston Price would talk about would, more, would be more like, let's say, animal approaches. He visited the Aborigines, the Native Americans. He visited Switzerland, like the uh, more ancestral living people there. He visited Africa. And all these tribes had in common that they mostly ate animal foods, not a lot of, no processed foods for sure, but not a lot of plants besides the stuff that they would gather because they didn't mm -hmm. plant anything back then. There was no agriculture. And you could still go see Hatsa tribes or 
other uh, indigenous living people and they don't they don't um, do agriculture they just hunt and they live from the food which makes sense because it's more let's say nutrient rich what i'm focusing on for patients is just it doesn't what you just said at the beginning is we are overfed but i believe we overfed with uh, like let's say calories that don't contain any nutrients so what we what we should do is eat You can eat super caloric, caloric low, but high in nutrients. For example, it goes just with the protein. A chicken fillet has 100 grams of chicken fillet, has, let's say, about 22 grams of protein. But that's basically it. But if you do 100 grams of, let's say, some liver, you have 22 grams of protein, but you have all the micronutrients you need to detoxify and build because it's just more rich in it. Right, right, I understand. Yeah, 100%. I think a big take-home is, yeah, if you're eating vegan or plant-based, to make sure you do enough research before you have a child if you want to stick with it, to make sure you're eating the right foods and the right combination in the right modality of approach to optimizing those nutrients. I always say there's always some more work we need to do. I wish there was like a standardized body that says, okay, if you're vegan, do this first research this first. Here's the stepwise process because it takes more work. And often when yes. we don't have that education, we go straight to what you said, the frankenfoods, high carbohydrate meals, you know, low protein. So it's just always something that I also recommend. But um, when it comes to these nutrients and, uh, and mom is pregnant and giving birth to the baby, and even when after, in the few first years of life, Why is why are these nutrients important in jaw development? What are they doing as far as the growth and accommodation of the teeth? The nutrients are not just for the jaw development. Uh, let's say, let's say this. I always say that the tooth um, is the mirror to your overall body, and if you have unhealthy teeth, this also would equal an unhealthy body. Or if you have no space for them, just see it like this: when you're growing, nature has it right usually. So the, the genes are not the problem. What, what happens epigenetically is um, important. So if you, while you're growing, have enough of all the building nutrients, first building block of life is actually amino acids and protein, then you will be able to have enough material to build a wide jaw, to have enough space for your teeth, to breathe through your nose. That's just common logic because why would nature like bring you to makes it uh, like makes faults there. That makes no sense. Mm. But there's more to it. It's also breastfeeding in itself develops the jaw. Like if you if you're able to do to breastfeed your baby when it's um, that's the most ideal thing you can do for jaw development. Because just sucking on the nipple in comparison to sucking on a baby bottle needs about is about 10 times more strength for the baby, which which basically develops your whole jaw, your lower jaw. It comes forward from sucking. Also, if you look at babies, um, while drinking on the breast, they always really need to squeeze in the air through their nose. So it also develops nose breathing, which is super important for your whole palate and widening it. Because the problem later on in life, when our teenagers are 12, 13, 14, 15, when it comes to braces, which is common in Western world, We don't have space for our teeth and we don't have space for our wisdom teeth. Then we need a surgery. So in order to avoid all these things, you basically need to start super early um, with feeding the mom and therefore the baby in the womb with the right nutrients, but then also afterwards. Obviously, the breast milk is made from the food you eat. And this is what the baby gets. 
we can we can go into certain trimesters where you have to focus on different nutrients. For example, in the third trimester in, in pregnancy, it's when the whole nervous system and brain develops. This is when you need to focus on healthy fats more. Protein is always baseline, but you need the healthy fats to develop the nervous system. So this is also very critical. Also, obviously, when building the, the, the right, um, let's say, breast milk formula, because breast milk is, again, depending on what you ate or eat. And what's also, in the, uh, what's also interesting is that a breastfed baby has a total different oral microbiome than a formula-fed baby. So it's all one big thing. And obviously, whatever... The more nutrients you could get from macro to micro, the better the building of the body is. And therefore also the teeth and the jaw and the nose and the breathing. Yeah, and it makes sense that nature provides us with these nutrients. It's our choice to really start getting and integrating these foods. And then with those substrates, it's just creating what it knows genetically, right? To accommodate your jaw, your teeth, your breathing, your palate. It's supposed to develop like that. And, and, and are you saying that nutrient deficiencies are what's causing the narrowing of the palates, the issue with breathing, nasal breathing, the crowding of the teeth, the wisdom yeah. teeth surgeries? Yes, basically, yes. Um, I'm just referring to the work of Western Price and also obviously thousands of patients I've seen and myself included. I had braces twice in my youth. It was just normal for me and for everybody else. In Germany, I would say 80% of all kids get braces and at least 80% of all the patients need wisdom teeth removal, which is totally uncommon if you go to Africa or some places where you eat more ancestrally. This is just Western world stuff, mostly. And I'm not over-exaggerating here. And the Western Price already realized it when he saw that, okay, kids from endogenous people that had like that could eat processed foods like sugar grains, which started in the, in the industrial world, already were growing very weird. So super narrow faces, very crowded teeth, like all the problems that we nowadays see. So he really could draw a very much a correlation there. or I wouldn't say all causation, but the goal for us needs to be to turn on as much as possible the good epigenetic version of us. So all the genes that work for us instead of opposite. So it's clear that processed foods will lead to insulin resistance, diabetes, lack, uh, also steal nutrients. Like sugar is a new, depletes us from critical B vitamins, from minerals. Also, you know that if you eat a lot of gluten-containing grains or grains overall, that they are chelating minerals and you need minerals for growth, for bones and for teeth despite having an amino acid deficiency is also then minerals, but also all the inflammation. For example, I was personally um, allergic to cows or to conventional cow milk, actually to casein. I didn't know as a kid, but I know I had recurrent um, tonsillitis as a kid and I would get antibiotics basically once a month, which was just normal for me. And they just wanted to rip out my tonsils. And I, obviously, I, because of all the inflammation there, I could never breathe through my uh, my nose. It was all basically swollen up. So I had to breathe through my mouth, which led to further wrong development of my teeth. And my jaw was just growing too small. Basically, if you look from, from the side, I have a very big jawline, but my mid-face is too small. And this is what happens a lot of times. And just mid-face development lags behind. And 
Just compare if you see more endogenous living people, they have their wisdom teeth all in space. It's like perfect. I had one nurse from Africa once and um, from Kenya. She she just came in. Um, so she grew up in Kenya, in Africa for 24 years before she came to Germany. So she had the very natural lifestyle. She ate the sweet potatoes. Obviously, she ate the fish and everything they had because processed foods were for the rich people there. Nobody could afford it. So they just eat what, what's happening. And she came in beautiful teas. She was a perfect example. And it's not one example, but it's still like it. Because obviously, if you provide what nature needs to build your body, you just grow. Why would you need mm. braces? Crowded, mm. crowded teeth are not a uh, brace, braces deficiency or anything like that. And wisdom teeth having no space is obviously an epigenetic problem. It's not your genes. Maybe it flips over one generation because your parents had it too and it takes a bit to adapt. I hopefully um, can save my kids from their wisdom teeth removal and from their braces because I remember that's like the worst. And you know about cavitations, all these things. If you had wisdom tooth removal, it's not done by that. It's most likely that you develop anything else. So it's really important wow. that we teach parents early on so that they basically that we need to, if we could put dentists out of business when it comes to repair, that would be amazing, right? And tooth decay and a, a healthy, a, a healthy body is immune against tooth decay. We know that uh, it's still the number one chronic disease worldwide. And I know we can do something about it, but it all starts with um, education of the parents and stopping the kids' menus and all these things. So, yeah, I mean, like, that's amazing information. When we think about the, and, and I love that you, you used your jaws example, because I know a lot of us are actually viewing and listening and kind of touching on our jaws and looking in the mirror like, whoa, okay, is this developed? Um, I remember when I was young, I, I needed, when I had braces, they needed to take out two, four, eight teeth right? Including all of my wisdom teeth and, and some of my molars. And, I, and it was just incredible to me that still, even at that, my, my, there was still crowding, right? So I was like, wow, I wonder how much more developed the jaw should be. Uh, because for me, I was eating Western processed foods, you know, like all of the, the yummy snacks from the 90s that I had in the, in the pantry, you know, that was so much of my diet. Uh, but to think about the importance of the nutrient-rich food, how that epigenetically would have created a, a more healthy version. Because now I'll sometimes suffer from when I'm sleeping on my back, I'll, I'll have shortness of breath because my, my tongue can't, it just, it, it, there's a weakness, there's a jaw combination, the, pal the palate's narrow, the airway's closed more. So a lot of time I have to go on my side. And I know, I, I would imagine you, you in your practice see a lot of this, a lot of people going, I'm not, I'm not breathing right anymore, you know? What are some of the effects that you see for people who have narrow palates or, or uh, underdeveloped jaws? Yeah, like you said, yeah, first of all, like you said, nose breathing gets way diffi more difficult if you obviously have a na more narrow face. And then a lot, I would al already say 80% of the patients I see are kind of breathing through their mouth, which is an adaption, um, just in order to get enough air and airways. And you know that there's a lot of sleep apnea out there and lots of inflammation because nose breathing is not just to develop your, your upper jaw and your palate. It's also there to basically um, upregulate NO production, which helps your oral microbiome to, um, first of all, um, with foods, but also it's an antioxidant. And also, um, um, besides the, the air that you get, 
it's cleaning up uh, it's helping your immune system by cleaning the air or filtering the air first and if you just like can't breathe through your nose and just breathe with open mouth you have a basically your immune system gets in contact straight away without filtering but also the air dries out your saliva which and you need saliva to protect your teeth which then maybe get more prone to tooth decay which also get more prone to let's say gingivitis or not so soothing um let's say not so soothing yeah liquids in there so mm -hmm. it's it's the whole the whole ecosystem just flips if you just change from nose to mouth breathing and i personally again my personal example i needed to learn nose breathing before i had my second wisdom teeth because i had my wisdom uh, before i had my second braces because i had my first braces when i was about 12 everything looked nice and straight but obviously i wasn't wearing the retainers and i was still growing and everything collapsed again and it was very narrow and crooked and then i was in university actually um i was able to go into a study and um had a braces inside which was hell but still to, in order to do that i had to go to a i don't know in english it's somebody who trains you how to put your tongue up mm. and how to breathe through your nose again so i was totally breathing through my mouth probably from eight years onwards to 24, 25. So it was hard to retrain it, but it's possible. And, but imagine all that suffering or all these problems that for me, like you said, it was just normal. I was eating the pantries from the nineties. I was drinking mm -hmm. tons of um, sodas. I was a skateboarder <laughs> and basically ate a lot of fast foods and I'm still, and, and obviously if I can avoid all these things, at least the pain for braces and all the wisdom tooth removal for my kids or future generations or everybody, that would be the major goal because it's so much pain and trauma. And you know, you had eight teeth removed. Mm. And I see people on a daily basis that come in from all over the world to re so that we find chronic inflammation, the jawbone, which stems from tooth removal because you probably had your teeth removed when you were in your teenage years. Mm when you were eating the pantry food and when you were, in my opinion, in hibernation mode. So your body was just not prepared for a surgery, which means you didn't heal it. So if I do a cone beam scan on you, I will probably find lots of cavitations mm -hmm. which are sitting on your wisdom tooth area, which is energetically connected to your small intestine and heart meridian and adrenal glands, making you maybe a little bit less energetic as you could be. A lot of people have, um, let's say, chronic fatigue from it, irritable bowel syndrome, tons of different things and nobody finds a solution. And then it's just what, what I mean, just, it's a silent inflammation in your jawbone stemming from the wisdom tooth removal that have, could have been avoided maybe by teaching early. And I think this is something that we really have to focus on right now. It's future work, but still, I think we should start now to invest or to, to tell people how to invest in optimal health not just absence of disease, like regular health, but optimal health. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the key, right? It, that is the definition of health, right? It's not absence of disease. It's truly being in your optimal and thriving. You said something very interesting. There's, I know there's a lot of people viewing, listening that says, hey, I've had my wisdom teeth out. Uh, I remember the time and I remember putting the ice and I remember how swollen I was and maybe, you know, God forbid you do both sides and then you're really going through it. You know, I did one side at a time, but um, you mentioned about cavitations. 
Why are cavitations formed? Is it because you're in hibernation mode, as you said, you're not ready for the surgery? And what are cavitations? And, and just can you go a little further about how that might be affecting our health now in, in the future from, or yes. now as something we did in the past? Yes. So cavitations is the layman's term for something called FDOJ, fatty degenerative osteonecrotic jawbone, which unfortunately is not trained in university yet, but still a very common phenomenon. And yes, I would say just, let's say, generally speaking, it is it forms after any sort of tooth extraction because your body wasn't prepared for the surgery and the surgery maybe was too traumatic and at the wrong timing. So most people get their wisdom teeth removed when they're in between 12 to 20 years old and you know how teenagers live. Like you said, they eat the crappy foods. And then, like, just my example, my mom just told me, Dom, tomorrow is your appointment with the surgeon. We'll take out the wisdom juice. And I was like, oh, okay, let's do it. And obviously, I wasn't prepared at all. I was probably eating a Big Mac right afterwards. And then, like you said, swollen cheeks, nutritional deficiency. I was also smoking and drinking alcohol. So... I had no clue about anything and my body was just not able to heal and recover from it. And then the problem is the, the healing doesn't really take place. A lot of you guys maybe remember that it didn't really heal, that you had to go back to the dentist, that you had huge swelling, but maybe also an inflammation. You maybe, may, maybe needed some antibiotics, maybe some local antibiotics. It's called dry socket. That's what people develop a lot of times. So the wound doesn't really close primarily, but secondarily, which again leads, is an opening. Like your mouth and your gum is basically outside body. As soon as the gum opens and we have bone, it's inside body. So all the oral microbes that are not bad by itself, especially the anaerobic ones, if they then go into your tissue in the bone and then live in there and build um, problems, that's where it all started. And the cavitation is basically the sponges part of the bone inside a cortical part. Inside, so the, the, the jawbone is outside, it's hard, it's cortical, but inside normally it's kind of like, it looks like a sponge. But what, but what we see in the cavitation is there is no sponge. There's fatty tissue in there. There's degenerative osteo, there's degenerative um, like osteonecrotic jawbone. It really looks super nasty. And what we found in there, or like there's lots of studies from Dr. Lechner from Germany. He finds basically he finds anything in there, like various toxins, heavy metals, glyphosates, but also parasites, fungi. I have a lot of patients coming in from the, the US especially because you guys have a big mold issue there. And mold spores, they live in these cavitations. Now imagine having a cavitation in your jawbone. You don't even feel it because it's mostly a silent inflammation. There is your trigeminal nerve, which is a brain nerve, uh, one of the most important cranial nerves, which starts here and is able to transport all these toxins that are in there on a daily basis in your nervous system there's always a parasympathetic, a vagal nerve with it. So what happens is you get into chronic fight and flight mode, stress mode, plus various toxins and cytokines and chemokines, which dis disrupt your whole body and you don't even realize it. For me personally, I was grinding my teeth at night. I had very bad skin, like really skin rashes when I was like 30, 35 years old. And I was a little bit like, like this in the morning, a little bit jittery. And I was thinking, dude, am I getting Parkinson's or what's happening here? And then, and one day we, I've, 
was at my at the clinic doing surgeries and I was really cramping up and like really tense and there was another naturopathic doctor coming in and he's like and I'm like I have I don't know what's happening today and he's like okay I test you muscle testing ART and he said okay there's something going on in your jawbone there's a interference with you. and I was like nah that's just from grinding probably and he said no 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 let's do a cone beam on my on me personally and I was like okay let's do it and we found huge cavitations then I remembered wow I had my wisdom teeth removed and we like the cavitations were the si- like the size of a whole tooth and we did the surgery. I was kind of the guinea pig for that back then. It's more than 10 years ago. And the funny thing was on the chair while doing surgery, I was like, I had to laugh to my surgeon because like my chronic back pain in the middle of my back was just disappearing. And I was like, is that even possible? And the, on the next day, this jittery thing was gone. Luckily, I did my hormones before and afterwards and did a lot of studying around it. And when I did the second surgery of, 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 on the left side, my whole skin rash went away. It was just gone. Within two weeks after surgery, I had this skin. Like I would be a model for any sort of um, skin moisture or whatever. And it took me five years to find that. And it was just, just in exclamation mark, it was just a cavitation, a chronic silent inflammation in the jawbone stemming from the wisdom teeth which are on the meridian chart connected to heart meridian, small intestine, small intestine and skin is one thing, as well as adrenal glands. And I was just having too much cortisol production because I have very strong adrenal glands and I, that's what the jittery came from. And the, the cortisol was through the roof. Obviously from my body produced to deal with the pain, like to reduce it because you don't feel it anymore. Your body just adapts to anything. The surgery was 20 years or 15 years earlier and 15 and 15 years later my body was just dealing with it and basically what it does is chronic chronic um chronic issues are the most problematic because your body kind of gets yeah lazy because you can't do anything and then just slows down the receptors and you don't feel the pain anymore so that's why we have to clean this with surgery again to make it accurate again to heal it to disinfect it we use ozone all the different things in order to get that rid. And it, you could open up a clinic, a miracle healing clinic, just by doing cavitations, uh, because people always report overall systemic health um, improvements, which are sometimes unbelievable. It's just incredible to hear something like that. The fact that we have what we think is a necessary surgery when we're younger, that is very much so commonplace Although everyone I knew had wisdom teeth removal. Uh, my, my ticket was up and I got my wisdom teeth removed. And to think that that may lay, not for everyone, but certainly more than a few people, the foundation for having chronic inflammation down the road. And then on top of that, that connecting to full body manifestations like skin issues, GI issues, potentially heart issues is incredible for me. Um, I love that you said miracle healing clinic. If, if, if you and me opened a clinic over here in Malibu and we, and we just did detox and cavitations, imagine how many people can just be healed from these mystery chronic diseases that they've had for so long. But I understand because it's, it's chronic inflammation in the body over and over and over and over. And of course, that's going to cause disease down the road. Now, is it always surgery? What, what is that like? Like, because I know there's people viewing and listening going, I've had wisdom teeth. I have weird issues. 
we get a cone beam scan, they check for cavitations, and then is do we always have to get the surgery? So one thing to add to the cavitation is, I come to the surgery in one second. One thing to add is in these cavitations, there's a specific chemokine they find. It's called RANTES, R-A-N-T-S, or CCL5, which would be probably interesting for you as a doctor. Um, because if you type it in in Google Scholar, CCL5 or RANTES, plus any sort of uh, symptom, let's say type in RANTES plus multiple sclerosis, and you initially find 3,000 paper reviews or paper references. And the problem is medical uh, uh, medical doctors look for this and the main focus for it would be in the jawbone, but dentists don't know about it. So even though you have a cone beam, but you have no um, dentist that is skilled in how to look for it because they don't even know that it's existing, then the cone beam doesn't matter. And actually there are centers in Germany that diagnose cone beams for dentists. This is where we have our training when we are certified to become a cone beam practitioner. And you have to do 50 to 100 um, cone beams before you're certified. And I, on literally on everyone, I found cavitations. And wow. I told this doctor, and I said, look here, cavitation, cavitation, cavitation. He's like, yes, you're totally right. It's called osteolytic jawbone. Um, but we don't even diagnose it. Nobody asks for it. So it wouldn't be on a diagnosis from that one. So yes, when we have to deal with it later on, the problem is it's chronic, it's silent, and your body has it's kind of like not included anymore. It's an area that is out of sight. You have to get new inflammation, new acuteness into there to in order to heal it. But this time, please, don't just go to the surgeon and do a surgery. This time, be prepared. This is what we do. We start very much early, depending on where you stand in order of you're already being optimized or not. If you're already optimized, it it's possible to probably start it within two weeks, but most people are not optimized. So we prepare four to six weeks prior to surgery. We're changing the lifestyle, changing the nutrition, adding in the right micronutrients so that when we do the surgery, I make sure it's the last time I will see you as a dental surgeon patient because then you heal and we'll use everything that's possible in order to help your body heal to the next level. You will get a lot of IV nutrition before you go there. We use hyperbaric oxygen. We use red light laser. We use intravenous laser. We do everything in order to prepare your body for the surgery. The surgery in itself is as minimal invasive as you can imagine. I, a big in, I learned, I'm an oral surgeon. I learned you, big surgeon, big cuts. This is how you train, fast surgery and stuff. But what we do is almost no cuts if possible and very minimal invasive surgery. We use piezo surgery and... The goal is to not hurt you, but just take that stuff out. And you need a surgery for this because if you saw it once, you know why. Because you have to take that stuff out. It's a huge detoxification. Maybe it's a huge antifungal treatment because you have mold in it. Imagine you try to get rid of mold. You left your home. You travel to Germany. You live in your car. I have patients like that. They live in their car from the U.S. And then they come see me and I, and I dig out eight cubic centimeters of mushy bone. Wow. And then they finally heal. And obviously we use a lot of ozone in the jawbone when we clean it. We do PRP from the veins to put it afterwards in the, in the, in the wound. But also your body is super boosted. Before you, I even see you, you, are, you know how to optimize your health and be anabolic AF in order to heal. And then again on top, the IVs, the different protocols, um, also, hyperbaric oxygen is extremely good for osteo for to, to build bone and tissue. 
but also extremely anti-inflammatory as well as antimicrobial, as well as all the nutrients. So everything is there in order to help your body heal as fast as possible from it, but also so that you learn as much as possible on how to invest in optimal health, which starts in the mouth from our side by eating and all these things, but also taking out the interference. And then within the next four to six months, you are challenged to obviously keep that lifestyle in order to build bone because your bone grows super, super, uh, super, super slow. Only one millimeter, three-dimensionally, and imagine it's about, let's say, 1.5 cubic centimeters that need to heal. It takes Mm. a while. And I always say it's we modernize your home right now in order to have a good construction area. What we need is building blocks and energy and nutrients. And then the patient will know exactly. And then we will do a checkup, follow-up checkup within three months and then within six months, depending on where you're coming from. If you're from the US, it's probably within six months. And also what we do in that in that health optimization week is we take out all root canals and place immediate ceramic implants, no titanium. We also take out all the metals under safe uh, measurements, obviously, so that we make sure we plan the whole mouth without cavitations, without root canals, but alternative, neutral alternative. And then your body is really able to heal. It doesn't make sense to do one thing and let the rest uh, block your body. So that when you come back, at, let's after six months, you get your nice, healthy, aesthetic teeth. But if possible, you learn so much that I will never see you again as a dental patient. You can come in for IVs, you can come in for optimal health, for health optimization, but never for dentistry again, maybe for, for professional cleanings. But if you get another cavity, I did something wrong here and you didn't accept challenge because it's all about you and your responsibility. Oh, man, my brother. I can just provide that solutions. Very, yeah, that's very inspiring to hear. I mean, like, this is how we should all work as health practitioners is let's optimize you. This is what I used to say when I was in practice. When you have everything you need, I hope I don't see you again, you know? And then they walk out the door and many of them I never saw again. Now let's chat about something crucial that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right? We have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Puris O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Puri is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Puri.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I dot com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Puri. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water, or kombucha, or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. 
We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com drg they're so confident that you're going to love it there's even a 30-day money-back guarantee no code at checkout just go to p-i-q-u-e-l-i-f-e.com slash drg you're going to get 15 percent off plus all those freebies i'm pretty blown away about the cavitations conversation because now i'm just have my hand right now on my wisdom teeth and i was like whoa okay i would venture to say that there's probably some level, who knows the severity, but some level of inflammation going on just by virtue of having the wisdom teeth out. So um, I really I really love to get to the bottom of that. Maybe I could do a whole video and document my whole journey on this. It would be really, really cool too. What we could, yeah, what we could, what we could do is actually, if you want to, um, just send me your current panoramic x-ray and I can, for example, uh, we can go over it with the Zoom or I can film it for you, send it to you, and you can just showcase. And then we can see, okay, do we need a comb beam? And then we can um, discuss the comb beam. I'm, I'm, because I'm happy to teach the whole world. Uh, lately, um, on, a, on the Health Optimization Summit in London, which is the biggest uh, event when it comes to health optimization, I gave a speech and I said, okay, I'm going to help at least 1 million people optimizing their health starting from the mouth. And then 10, and it's not possible alone. Yes. It's only possible if we all align, all the coaches, all the doctors, we need to work together um, to really make health fashionable and so that we all know that the mouth is a part of the body, but also all the other specialties. We have to finally understand it's one giant um, art piece, your body, and a huge ecosystem, and every little detail is um, important. But the mouth, there was so much repair done epigenetically from a dentist, this is the stuff you cannot biohack your way around. You can do your lifestyle. You can change your nutrition. You can do blood works. You can go in nature. You can use all sorts of biohacking. But if you still have a root canal or cavitations or metals, you need to see a biological dentist at one point. But don't freak out right now. You can already start with the other parts. Yes. And this is why I designed an online course exactly for this so that... Um, all the knowledge goes out. I don't want to keep it for me. I had, I was able to heal myself when I was very young and had my own problems. And I was, I'm grateful now that I am able to share that and that we can connect and that we can both um, work on spreading the knowledge. And I'm all about co-elevation and not, not about competition. And this is why we young and wild dentists and doctors, I believe, we can change the future because we're not in this competitive mindset that we think, oh, our neighbor doctor does that maybe and he doesn't know. There are 7 billion or even more people on this world and so many are suffering right now from chronic disease, which is the epidemic. And the WHO said it last year, 70% of all chronic disease has somewhat connected to the oral cavity. So 
but mm. nobody treats it. I think we have to build an army of doctors that know all these things and then work closely together, build health cities, health villages to really teach and preach and model and also inspire people with it. And I think um, you're doing a great job with voicing it and spreading it out. I'm very happy to give all the interviews and get that information out. Oh yeah, brother, thank you. I'm inspired, I'm I'm inspired by your passion for it because just because there's a small group of us doesn't mean we can't shift a mountain. And, and you know, you're talking about oral health, I'm talking about other things like emotions, right? We connect it all, right? Because it's mental, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, all yes. those aspects of the holistic approach that you take to your medicine. Yes, for example, men, so this was my problem. When I was very, very young, like 21 years old, I finally, I crashed basically. And mentally was my main problem. So I was from being... Normal, I went, I would say I was probably massively depressed then. And this was early 2000s. So if you had depression or any thought of mental things, you kind of were in the corner, especially in Germany. It's like, ah, you're fucked. Let's just say it like this. And there's no solution for it. And I was like, no, I'm just not normal anymore. Can you not just help me get normal again? No. So it took me years to find, to figure it out what was happening. And this is why I'm very good and know exactly if it's depression or mental health issues in 99% the causation is in your body and for me it was depletion of neurotransmitters from all the drinking from all the partying from body become a skater and in, you know we, we are the same age in the 90s <laughs> this was a lifestyle thing we weren't athletes in this case which just like okay it was cool to smoke a cigarette while doing a kickflip right. over the pyramid or and at least drink as much as possible so i know how it is and if you type in mental health, I believe you will find 40 million hashtags um, on a daily basis. So people are really suffering. And it can be, there are studies showing this. For example, just the root canal leads to depression and lower quality of life by introducing cytokines, IL-6, TNF-alpha, and all these toxins. So it's really, really important to keep in mind that the mouth plays a big role also systemically and can be... There could be a splinter in your mouth that just needs to be taken out and then you heal easier it's because we have to help the body to heal itself. I'm not the guy who heals. I'm just helping your body, making it to go like it was when it came out of the womb. Yeah. That was it. And you wouldn't, you weren't, you didn't come to, the, to earth with no wisdom teeth or wisdom teeth removed already or root canal or any sort of metal in your mouth. That's just basic logic. It's not natural. It's, it's epigenetic change of your code. We have to turn the I love that, turning it back. back back to how we came into this world, right? Young, healthy, vibrant, free, man, and, and, I, and right. I dig it. You, you mentioned your course. What is the name of the course that everyone can go and check out? The course is, um, it should be coming out the next two weeks, is um, Blueprint to Optimal Health, starting in your mouth, kind of like it's the working title. And we did, it's a li- we did that course live because... I wanted to see, is it possible to really do a transformational journey? And we had 25 people in that course and a very good energy. Um, And it was all about health in the first place, about mindset change. But also you will learn everything about the biological dentistry side of things and what you have to ask the dentist for and how to diagnose an x-ray because I believe that every patient can do that. But also you will learn about food designing, macronutrients, about the micronutrients, and then to get to give you the let's say the manual to become an architect for your health and for your body and just by starting in your mouth obviously because there's so many things and yeah this is onboarding for my Love patients that. anyways and i think it's 
important that we spread it and that people get the knowledge. I awesome. Hope that and where do we find that? What, uh, the, what, the website? The, you know, the easiest to follow okay. me is always Instagram. It's at Dr. Dr. Dom Bon. Maybe you have it in the show notes because there's a link. It's called the tab bio. And through that, you find my the clinic page, my book, the YouTube, the course. Everything is there. I love that, brother. Listen, I, I very much so uh, value and see what you're doing in this world. And it's amazing stuff. If you ain't following this guy, man, you need to go on and see. If you have teeth, follow this person. If you have gums, follow this person, man. And that's all of us because we really need to be educating ourselves about our oral health because we're not get we're grossly undereducated on oral health. We're changing the way that we look at oral health, all this amazing information, all these beautiful gems that people can start integrating to their life. Thank you so much for coming on the show, my brother. Amazing interview, man. I told you, listen, I got my wisdom teeth out. I'm ready to fly to Germany and get these cavitations checked out. It makes so much sense, and I really hope it resonated with you. If you love this show, please rate, please review, please subscribe, support the show, send it to the people you love. And if you feel that this show has helped you, write a comment. Let us know how it's helped you. We want to connect more. But thank you so much from day one, if you've been listening, or if you've been listening since last show, for supporting the show. All the love. See you next week.